Hello and welcome to the Swift Coders Podcast, where each week we interview an amazing Swift developer about their experience with Apple's new open source programming language. We hear their stories, learn their tips and tricks, and try to leave you feeling inspired and empowered on your Swift Coder journey. I'm your host, Garrick, and today's guest is Radek Pietruszewski. Did I say that right? Yes, <laughs> the first okay. time. Wow. Okay, because like I woke up this morning thinking like I know how to say Pietruszewski. <laughs> That's great. <laughs> oh man. Oh man. Yeah. Radic is our second returning guest on the show, and he's here to answer one question. How was Dub Dub DC this year? So welcome to the show, Radic. <laughs> Uh, thanks for inviting me again. Oh, my pleasure. Thank you so much for coming. How are you? I'm good. I'm good. It's it's a nice uh, Saturday evening. Oh, that's morning great. for you. Again. Yes. Yes, it is the morning for me right now. And it uh, was Lucy's, well, it's Lucy's birthday week or birthday month or whatever you want to. So we were out celebrating last night. Friend was DJing at a local place in uh, Hollywood and yeah, so we went out last night, and uh, so I was talking to you last night, like, yep, let's record, and then I woke up this morning, and I'm like, oh, and you're like, oh, let's do this, I'm like, okay, and then we had that computer trouble, man, um, but I'm glad we're finally recording right now. Yep. All right, so let's talk about DC. It was, uh, you know, a couple of weeks ago, or however mm-hmm. long it was, um, you went, right? Yeah, I, I, I did, uh, and it was my, my second WWDC, but really it first it, it felt like, like the first time. Wow, why is that? Because I, I've been on WWDC two years ago, uh, but I was there through student scholarship. Okay. And like the thing is, I, I didn't know anything back then. <laughs> I didn't know anyone. Like I, I felt, you know, quite lost there. Uh, like it, it was my, it, it was really um, a, a, a deep dive because it was really my first kind of real big conference, and I, I wasn't, I wasn't prepared for it, uh, mm-hmm. so to speak. And and this time, I I I did know uh, what it was going to be like because I have been there already, so I could prepare, and I I, I did know, you know, some people that were also there at this time. And so I could I could really take advantage of it this time. One way I feel like I could possibly say it is also, you know, the first year you went, was it two years ago? It was two years ago. That's right. Okay, so it was when Swift was announced. Correct. So the first year you went was was pre Swift, and the second time you went was post Swift, <laughs> and uh, and you know you don't got to be humble. You are you know a big part of the Swift community. Um, and so the second time you go, you're a huge part of the Swift community. And I'm sure there was a bunch of people that knew you by at the very least name and maybe, you know, found out that it was you and was like, man, I want to go meet Radic. And uh, yeah, and so I'm sure at the very least you were m- more like a part of this community and, and there was more attract, like attraction, attention. And um, so at least that should have been way more you know, fun because who doesn't want to, I don't know, be the center of attention? <laughs> I mean, we're recording a podcast. <laughs> Is that true at all, or kinda? I mean, people. Te- I'm sorry, you'll have to cut that, it out. That's okay. No, that's okay. It doesn't matter. Look, this is this is just a conversation. It's just a conversation. You know, uh, <laughs> people don't tend to recognize me 
by my face, but a lot of people recognize my my Objective C dinosaur T-shirt. What? Yeah, what's my, that? <laughs> my Objective C dinosaur T-shirt. <laughs> I don't think I've ever seen that before. <laughs> well, I, I'll have to send you a, a, a link to a Twitter or something later. But okay, yeah, cool. I, I essentially have this this um, this T-shirt, which was made for this uh, for this this hackathon, the Swift hackathon, which was like really early on. Actually, thing I I'm, I might have mentioned it the last time I've been here. It was called Swift Crunch. It was like a month after Swift was announced, and and they made these these T-shirts with like a dinosaur, okay. just Objective C to just kind of okay. make fun of. That's that's the old thing now. You know, dinosaurs might be cool, but they're dead. Okay, <laughs> and so like <laughs> people just uh, like, wait. Was uh, it the one everyone just laughs at, at at this one? Was it the talk we mentioned? Um, the clarity. Um, Versus verbosity. I yeah, can't remember yeah, yeah. that talk. Yeah, I, I, I had that T-shirt there, but it, okay. it wasn't from there. Okay, so people recognize the shirt. And <laughs> so, yeah, either way, you're like recognizable. And so, I mean, that at least had to be more fun, right? You're like a part of the community. People know you. And uh, to me, I think it'd be fun. Yeah, uh, you know, and it's it's not, not so much that, that people know uh, knew me. It's that I knew people and I, I knew people who were there and I could, you know, come up and say hi and strike a conversation and uh, say, hi, I'm Radek. And, and some people knew me, most people didn't, but it, it didn't matter. The, it, it's, it's just the fact that WWDC is a place where you have like 5,000 uh, developers from the community in one place and you get to just hang out with them all week long. Right, and I, 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 I didn't really have that experience two years ago because again, I, I didn't know anything, I didn't know anyone. But this time, I, I really took advantage of that, and yeah, it was, it was a lot of fun. Right on, yeah. I mean, I could, I can imagine my experience at Dub Dub being way different if I had gone, let's say, two years ago, and I go now because, you know, I know way much, I know so much more, at least just as an iOS developer, and yeah, I mean, I have my meetup, I have my podcast. I know you, I know, you know, people all around the world. So I can imagine it being totally different. Okay, so let's talk about Dub Dub uh, in, in general. Uh, how was it just in general? So you went 2014. Yes. Um, sounds like this year was better, but just, you know, sum it up in a, in a word or a sentence. Like just how was it overall as a conference, uh, as a Dub Dub or just as an experience? How was it this year? I expected it to be better than two years ago. Okay. Um, but I, I didn't realize just how much better it was going to be uh, as an experience, you know, as in just experience of, of being there, it was really fantastic. Like for over a week, I would just spend like from the moment I woke up till the moment I went to sleep, I would just, you know, spend time with other people friends from from the community other developers and it was just so much fun like i i <laughs> it's just unbelievable how many different people i've met and hung out with during that week and so that was just that was an amazing blast and the conference itself like it it was exciting right i, I think i think a year ago dub dub was a bit slower like there mm. was still plenty of stuff announced but like I, I remember two years ago, that was when Swift was announced. That was when uh, extensibility was added to iOS, like really, really big, big things. And right. so it was like super exciting, uh, just, just you know, in terms of like the new things to learn, right? Right. And and this year, I'm not sure if, if it was like as exciting, um, especially that, you know, uh, 
this is uh, Swift Coder. So like Swift 3 is super exciting, but because we already knew about it, it didn't feel very exciting being at right, It wasn't a surprise. Right, right. It, it's like, oh, I, I already know, right? So I, I like literally skipped all the all of the, the, the Swift sessions. Uh, but still, there was plenty of things to to see in the sessions, to ask about in the labs, to to think about and and how it relates to to my app, to to like to to to, our, to my business and whatnot, right? So uh, yeah, it was okay. It's quite great. So when did you get there? And you flew from from Poland, correct? Yeah, I flew from okay. Warsaw. Oh, sorry. So from Warsaw, when did you get there? Uh, I got there on. Thursday before oh, Thursday WC. before wow okay right. right and you and you just came by yourself um well kind of I mean okay. I I flew with two other friends from Warsaw kind of I mean we we had the flights to and from uh, San Francisco on the same day uh, on the same days at pretty much the same time but we shared one of four flights so that was kind of weird oh, uh, interesting. <laughs> yeah were they uh, going to Dub Dub too? Oh yeah, yeah. Oh wow! So you went to Dub Dub with some friends, right? Yeah. Oh, that's awesome. Okay, cool. And they're iOS developers. Yeah, uh, I, I I I mostly hang out with um, uh, with uh, Łukasz Kurborski, who is the organizer of Swift Warsaw. And, uh, okay. And Kamil Bożem, who's also a, an iOS developer from from Warsaw. Uh, awesome. Yeah, and also uh, shared my hotel uh, hotel room with uh, Salhanov. Uh, who's the guy behind One Blocker? Okay, yeah. rad. So you guys were just like a super cool band of iOS developers traveling the world. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> exactly. That's cool, man. Okay, so you arrived the Thursday before. Wow. Why mm. so early? Because it's like nine hours difference. So like the the Thursday was like lost anyway. Okay, and so then you you have like three days to see things in and around San Francisco before the conference, right. and then we flew back on Saturday, right? So on on Friday we did a little Silicon Valley tour, uh, nice. went to Cupertino, uh, you know, had the lunch at, at Cafe Max and like saw other places in Silicon Valley. Cool. So would you say that's worth it then for all the people traveling from abroad where they usually can't just you know go to. Uh, San Francisco, maybe go a couple of days early and see the town before, because you know the week is probably pretty occupied with dub oh, dub and it's, parties. It's and completely stuff. occupied. There's there's no space left during the week. Uh, definitely uh, come in a, a few days early or or stay a, a few days after the conference. Like if if you're going to to go to uh, to to such a big effort to like fly in to the city, especially like if you're from Europe and pay so much money for the conference, for the flight, for everything. And you're in San Francisco, which is like a once in a year or once in five years opportunity. <laughs> then obviously, yeah, I have some time to like see things in and around the city because uh, there are some things to, to see. Yeah. All right, cool. That's a little word to the wise there. All right. So you get there the Thursday before. How did you know, like, where to stay? Like, what hotel to get? Uh, you know, internet. Okay. <laughs> Especially just, you know, look for, for cheap. Because right. cheap by San Francisco standards still means expensive. Right. I, I, I essentially stayed in a, in a really bad hotel, uh, which was like two blocks from uh, Moscone. 
Okay. But, you know, it was, uh, it was not a great hotel. It was definitely not a good neighborhood. Okay. But it was close by, so it was practical, and it was relatively cheap. So you were able to walk uh, to and from the conference? Uh, oh, to yeah. Your, you know, De- from your hotel, I mean. Yeah. Okay, perfect. See, that's, that's probably what I would want to do because, you know, you might want to pop into your hotel room. Or you might be, like, late. You woke up, kind of, you overslept or something, or I don't know. You know, you want to change before the party or something, and you just kind of walk back and forth. Oh, yeah, 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 definitely. I mean, uh, the this, this sessions start at 9, right? And you're, you'll be probably going to sleep late during the week, you know? So uh, so so being close by is is definitely helpful. But, right, you know, San Francisco is, is not a big city, so if you have to take an Uber or something, that's not too bad either. Okay, cool. All right, so it's Monday morning. You're at your hotel two blocks from Moscone. You wake up. What, like at 5 a.m., 6 a.m.? What time do you get up to, like, get there? What time do you get to the line? Because I hear that line is really long and it starts forming super early. Yeah, it starts forming on Sunday. I woke up on Monday at 4.20. I went to do the line just before 5. Me and uh, a few friends from the the, the Polish contingent. Right. Uh, I I like that, the Polish contingent, totally. (laughs) And so we were probably, like... Uh, there were like maybe 200, maybe 300 people in front of us. Wow. Out of 5,000, that was still, you know, we, we were there early. We didn't have to be this early. But, you know, the, the whole standing in line thing is is kind of stupid. You don't have to do it. There's space for everyone. Okay. But it's it's kind of, it's kind of you know, part of the experience, especially if right. you're like the first time or the second time, the whole, you know, standing in line with a group of friends and like freezing because it's California. So you're freezing and <laughs> and then a friend co- co- comes by with a, a five liter uh, coffee bag from from Starbucks and, and uh, you know, and muffins and you want to hug him for like the making your, your, your day because now you're freezing less and you're speculating. <laughs> like it, it's, it's kind of stupid, but it's also kind of fun. And then you get to have not just a spot, but like a really, a spot that's really close to the stage. Okay, so did you get good seats? Uh, what's that? Did you get good seats? A yeah. good uh, We were like just off to the side, but we were okay. in like eighth row. So that was okay. really good. Nice. So because if you if you're like way far in the back, you either don't get good seats or I hear there's like an overflow where you have to watch it on a TV or something. No, no, that that used to be a thing. I don't think that has been a thing for for many years. Okay. Uh, and this year has been uh, especially good in, in regards to seating because uh, the keynote was not in Moscone where you right. have a big room, but a completely flat room. Uh, it was in in the the civic center thing, so the Bill uh, Graham Civic Auditorium. Exactly. So okay. there was a lot of uh, a, a lot of seats, like you know, a, a, a above the, uh, the the ground level. Yeah, the balcony, right? Right. And so uh, the the whole layout was much better for everyone to have a really good view. Okay, cool. So wait, was your hotel near both Moscone and the Bill Graham? Well, it was much closer to Moscone, but Bigarham is, is not that far away. I mean, okay. I, I, I don't know. Uh, everyone in San Francisco seems to like, uh, you know, take Uber everywhere, but it was like just a few blocks. So I just okay, walked cool. there. All right. So you wait in line for, it sounds like at least four, no, three hours. 
they start letting people in, I'm sure, like just before 8 maybe. I, I don't know, 8.30? Yeah, at, at 8, I think. Okay, no, so may- at, at 9 actually. Okay, and you, you may, oh, because it starts at 10. Right, right, exactly. Okay. The, the keynote starts at 10. I think they would let people in around 8 before, like in previous years in Moscone, because that, then you have the, 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 big, uh, the big room on the third floor, so people would like start coming in and kind of spiraling across the whole building. And so you'd at least not be freezing and you'd have like coffee and like something, some snacks to eat. Uh, but this year they would only let us in like a- an hour before uh, the show started. Okay, so how do you find your seat? Is it just first come, first serve? Or do you like rush to go, like do you run to go find a seat? Or is there someone kind of directing you to like go sit down, like wherever the open seats are? No, no, it's essentially like, you know, first come, first serve. But okay. I, I would I would kind of give um, give newcomers a, a, a tip, which is that uh, people aren't going to be like taking all the front seats at once because pe- okay. people would feel like, oh, this is not a bad seat, so I'll just sit there, which is what I did two years ago. And so I was in like 30th row instead of 8th. Uh, even though I, I was also there quite early, um, uh, but but the reality is there's a lot of just just holes uh, and empty seats uh, near the front. So it, the it's just if you want to, you'll get a good seat. Okay, is it something? Let's say if you go with friends or you know you know people, is it something you want to experience kind of by yourself, or do you want to sit with people you know so you guys can kind of chit chat? And. It, uh, yeah, it, it's kind of we we found a you know four spots for me and a few more, uh, of my friends, and it's it's fine. But it's like you know it's it's day show, so you're just watching it and just enjoying okay. the experience, not chatting okay. with your friends. Like a movie, kind of. Yeah, exactly, okay. exactly. Okay, cool. All right, so you you get inside, you get your seat. What is going through like your mind, and what's the sense in the room? What's the energy in the room? What's the vibe in the room? My feeling is. It has to be freaking really exciting to be in there. 5,000 people, 5,000 developers, you know, everybody is really excited to like see this thing. So it has to be really like exciting energy in, in there, right? Or what, what's it like? Oh, yeah, it's it's exactly what, what, what you're saying. It's just everyone is, is like, you know, frantic and looking for, for seeds and looking exciting and periscoping their experience <laughs> and like live tweeting. And it's just it it's just it's a strange uh, place, a strange experience. But of course, you, you can barely tweet anything because there's so many people who want to do it at the same time. Um, the networking stuff cannot handle uh, our scale. Wi-Fi right. is useless and, right. f- you know, LTE is also useless. So yeah, it's, it's quite hard. Uh, wow. but, but yeah, there's there's there is a lot of energy in the room, definitely. It sounds like savagery. No internet, no Wi-Fi. Well, there is Wi-Fi. It's just yeah, it doesn't work. Right, right, right. <laughs> okay, so then the room kind of quiets down. Everybody's waiting in anticipation. The room quiets down. Then I think Tim Cook maybe starts coming out. I'm not sure. Everybody starts clapping. What's it like at that moment? It must be like, okay, here we go. Like we're ready to we're ready to like start the ride. What what's going on through your head? Uh, you know, it it often feels like you're just tired. <laughs> no, really, it's like 
you're still kind of jet lagged somewhere in the background. <laughs> you woke up at four <laughs> and it was freezing in the line. So you, you just want this this over with. <laughs> you're excited, but tired. Really oh, tired. Oh man, man. Oh so do you ever get over that jet lag by the time you leave? Oh yeah. Um I mean to to be honest, it was really hard for me two years ago. Uh but this time I I uh, I, you know, I, I got used to, to the time and also when I was going back pretty quickly. So it, it wasn't that bad, but it's still like, you're essentially on the other side of the globe. So it's kind of hard. All right. So we all saw the keynote, so we don't need to, you know, rehash everything that was announced in the keynote, but I think it would be cool from your perspective to mention like, which were like some of the most exciting announcements. Like, so for me, I feel like there was a lot of really amazing things that they announced um, in terms of like opening up iOS especially. But for me, the most amazing thing I thought was uh, Swift Playgrounds. So is there one kind of thing that stood out or one moment or one announcement uh, for you in your, from your perspective, like while you're sitting there watching? Is there like one particular thing that stands out? Not really, no. Uh, and it's not what I wanted either. Uh, what I hope for this WWDC is that we we get the things we already know and love and enjoy just better. And that, that's what, what we kind of got, right? We got a lot of incremental improvements to iOS, the core experience, the core interactions of iOS. The Mac got a bit better. The watch got, you know, sucks a bit less. Um, <laughs> th there's more extension points. There's Swift three, obviously, um, and, and like things like that, and 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 that's just fine. So like for me personally, there wasn't like a one thing which would be like, wow, this is this is going to like, you know, make my day and like change everything. There wasn't anything like particularly uh, exciting, relevant for my work for for my app, um, except from Swift three, obviously. But again, it felt like, oh, right, I already know that, so it's kind of, you know, it, it didn't feel like a WWDC thing. Um, but aside from that, it's just, I, I felt glad all of the things are getting better and just hoping that the end result will be as good as advertised and not like, you know, in iOS 8, we also got a bunch of like new great stuff, but like the share extensions and widgets were pretty broken for a long time, at least from my experience trying to develop with them. Right. So I, I just hope that the, the things they, they gave us that's great just make it actually work really well so what about swift playgrounds do you have any thoughts on that because to me that's pretty magical uh you know a playground environment running on the ipad and i don't know just how the way they they built it like their intention as a education platform i just think obviously it's the first version i'm sure it could go in different places but i'm just very impressed by swift playgrounds i just wondering if you had any thoughts on it not really uh because it's not relevant to me I don't see any uses for it in my life. Like one thing I'm I'm thinking of is is maybe like when when people make their own libraries, right, and put them on on GitHub, then maybe it would be cool if if they could um, kind of show them, you know, showcase their libraries in form of a playground that you could play around with on your couch on, on an iPad. Maybe that would be cool. Maybe that would be useful. Yeah. But aside, super aside from cool. them, yeah. But aside from that, it's like, yeah, it's an education tool. Uh, that's cool. Like I, I'm, you know, it's kind of cool that that they did it. But I don't, I don't have particular, 
you know, thoughts about it. It's just not for me. I'm, okay. you know, I'm like, yeah. whatever. I, I would be just as happy if they didn't make it. Yeah, yeah, totally fair. I, I think that's a good point, though, about um, making a Swift playground that can run on the iPad um, to showcase your, you know, library. You're on, you know, your open source library or something. That's really cool. Good idea. Yeah, I'm, I'm just, you know, I am quite impressed um, from a technical standpoint, right? It's it's like kind of cool because you're 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 running actual like compiled code on an iPad, which is not something you that's normally possible. It's like this this uh, this app has powers on the system level, which uh, none of us have. <laughs> So it's kind of cool, and and like I, I really like how they made this this special keyboard, which yeah. has these like I think that's super cool, and would love it if it was it was a keyboard that you could pick in system settings in all apps. Oh wow! Yeah, I, I think that would be super cool, right? But you can't do that, uh, as far as I know. Um, maybe one day, right? And uh, and also like the things they 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 did to make it pretty. You know, relatively usable uh, on an iPad with all of the clever uh, suggestions and like uh, you know n- number pickers and like a lot of things which which are pretty cool. Still, yeah. not for me, but impressive just technically. Agreed. I totally agree. Awesome. Okay. Cool. So the keynote is uh, you know the keynote was the keynote. It's over and you're you're leaving. Or what are you doing? Do you sit there for a while and like read the credits like a movie, or do you just get up and leave your popcorn behind and you just walk out the door? Like, what are you doing at the end of the keynote immediately after? There's no credits and there's no popcorn, and you try <laughs> to stay in on your awesome seats, but uh, but the, the 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 staff tells you you have to get out. So you're kind of sad, but you get out and you go grab lunch, <laughs> and it, it's like you're. Uh, the, the the whole like um, you know the, the, the there's this whole like little field of of grass where people would sit with their lunch boxes, but there was no spot. So like you and your friends would like sit on the on on, on like literally on on the curb on the sidewalk <laughs> like ghetto style, eat from this lunch box, and 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 browse through. Uh, you know the, the the developer library to to read through the release notes and get all of the things like right now that weren't covered in the keynote. Yeah, that's what it was like. Okay, cool, <laughs> cool. I've never uh, really read those release notes. I should probably start doing that. Yeah, they're they're kind of cool. There's a lot of interesting details, and especially like before you go through the through all of the. Uh, videos. Um, it's like the, there's a lot of like cool summaries of things and also details which are like pretty much not anywhere else. So uh, the reasons are, are pretty cool. Okay, where do you go to get those? Uh, I don't know. Just just de- Google de- for them. Is it developer.apple.com and then it's literally like release notes. It's in the documentation. There's like separate release notes for. Yeah, if you go to the to the uh, iOS library or something in the developer.com, then you just search for release notes and you'll okay. find it. Okay, yeah, I think I remember seeing that. And is it release notes? Is it for each version of the operating system? Correct. Okay, all right. And cool. th- there's also foundation release notes, which are separate, and like there's for iOS and, and macOS and watchOS, there's separate uh, release notes. Okay, cool. It seems to me like those release notes might also have like little bits of information that you might not have 
you know, can get somewhere else. Like that's where you would get that bit of information. And sometimes it's yeah. really interesting. Yeah, yeah. Especially like in if you find foundation release notes or app kit release notes, there's a lot of just little bits and, and pieces, just little details uh, of that you might be interested to know, but are not really well documented anywhere else. Okay, cool. So check out the release notes. I'm going to do that. So how was the lunch, uh, the box lunch? I heard it's not good. Uh I think the food was better than previous years. All right. That's good to hear. <laughs> but it's kind of funny. Uh, it's what uh, I think Phil Schiller said on the talk show this year that uh, the number one complaint uh, from developers on WWDC every year is food. And if that's the number one complaint, they're doing pretty good. <laughs> totally. But, I mean, you're paying a lot of money. It would be nice to have better food. I mean, even if there's just like... I don't know, hamburgers or something like barbecue style. Yeah. What was it, like a sandwich? Uh, I don't remember. It, it, it doesn't matter. <laughs> I, I think that the lunchbox on the first day was like particularly, it was better. It was different from what they have in Moscone because in the okay. Moscone, they, they are doing those lunchboxes and they were, okay. I think, better than two years ago, but not super awesome. But it's fine because the, during the week, it, it's just like you, you, you find a few friends and it's like, oh, let's go to the Chinese restaurant or let's go grab a burrito or this or that. It, it doesn't matter. It's like uh, there's plenty of time uh, during lunchtime. So it's just another opportunity to, to hang out with some people outside of Moscone. Like it, it's like the middle of the city. So there's plenty of things around. That's probably why they do it. They're like, eh, let's just give them crappy sandwiches and then they'll go eat outside. And it's good for the economy. Um, no, I'm getting, I'm getting hungry. I, I can't wait. I'm going to go eat something. I'm getting hungry. Okay, so you're having your lunch. You're reading the release notes. You're sitting on the curb. Uh, and then what? Are you waiting for the platform State of the Union? Is that, is that why you're still at Bill Graham or what's going on? Correct. Um, okay. there's, there's State of the Union. So you wait some more and some more lines, then you go in. Uh, this time we, we picked the balcony just to have kind of different seats. You would say. All right. Yeah, totally. Was yeah, that a good idea? Uh, you, know, you know, it was fine. Uh, it's like further away from the stage, but also like right in the center and from above. So it was also kind of a cool view. Awesome. So maybe like a little tip to uh, try different seats if you can, get a little different perspective. Definitely. And, you know, right. State of the Union, again, it's like the second keynote for developers. Lots of, like, cool announcements, like, there's new this in Xcode, and, like, obviously, like, Swift announcements and whatnot. And then, um, yeah, and, and that went quickly. And then there's the uh, Apple Developer Awards, or the Design Did you go Awards. To those? Uh, no, I, I skipped that because I wanted... Uh, so like I, I had some things to, to do in the city and then I wanted to go to uh, the the Realm Swift panel. So Oh yeah, I, the Swift user group. It was like with Natasha and Jesse and yes. Ayaka and uh, and um, I forgot his name. Yeah, and it's interesting because I haven't really seen him that much before, but I guess like I'm just missing one part of the community, I guess. I can't remember his name. Uh, his last name is Sandowski, I think. Yeah. Okay. There you go. Okay. So how was that? Because I uh, haven't watched it yet. I started watching it and I could just, I don't know, I never got around to finishing it. How was it? Uh, I was tired. <laughs> <laughs> no, I mean, it, it was fine. But but again, like it's another of these opportunities, like a lot of things happening uh, 
during the week on WWDC, it's it's not just the conference, right? Like again, all of the sessions you can watch them at home, right? Right. You, you, you watch those that truly matter to you. You watch just enough so you have intelligent questions to ask in the labs. But it, it doesn't matter because you can always catch up on it at home, right? What what matters is is the labs, which you can o- only get there. And the people, right? The, just the experience of being on WWDC. So again, if uh, if on like things happening uh, also around WWDC, like the panel, the panel was cool. It was fine, but it was great primarily because there was a lot of people from the community there. So like before and after the panel, you could chat with them, and that was great. Okay, so I just looked it up. It's Ben Sandowski. So you were yes, right. Ben. Okay, so I can I can see that. I mean, why not like necessarily waste time, you know, sitting through a developer session, but um, you could potentially go somewhere else and like experience some other things. Since the sessions are going to be recorded, you could go to a particular event where you could actually meet someone specific or certain group of people, because that's like the unique experience that you won't be able to to do when you get home. Yeah, and I, I want I really wanted to to stress that if you're asking me about WWDC, uh, don't don't waste time uh, being on the sessions. You know, I I've been on maybe like ten sessions. Um, like I, I spend like maybe a third or a quarter of my time on, on sessions. Like again, only those which are like particularly relevant or like important for me to get now, like this mm-hmm. week, right? right? But it doesn't matter that much. It's it's like. It's the least important part of the conference, right? The what matters uh, just you know f- from the um, perspective of you, a developer, just you know take advantage of it. There's so many great people there. Go meet them, uh, hang out, have fun, right? And also uh, the labs. Like I, I did not take advantage of the labs two years ago, and that was my mistake. You know, two years ago I pretty much spent the whole day. Uh, you know, every day of the conference being on sessions. And that was a mistake because the labs is what you can't get. And you, you know, you can't get it in any other place at any other time of the year. So you just like go in there, <laughs> find the right person and ask them questions, right? Uh, try to like find out all of the details that you want to know. Uh, and often those are things which are not well documented or not documented at all and you can just get so much good knowledge from the labs from the engineers you can literally find the person responsible for uh, you know a, a framework a, a, an api uh that that you have a problem with or questions about you can literally find the person who broke your app with some <laughs> some release which is literally what happened this year with me i i found the guy <laughs> wow <laughs> yeah but it's like it's so great and the labs, um, I, I, I would sometimes, and I heard this from other people, that um, it, it's kind of like mixed feelings about it because oftentimes you'll find someone who cannot or will not or doesn't want to help you. Some people just seem like they don't care or they don't know. Or like Maybe they're like tangentially related to the f- maybe framework you, you are asking questions about, but you have very specific answers and you won't get them. And when that happens, I mean that's fine. Just try again. Uh, find another person, right? But then when you when you find just the right guy, uh, they will tell you like all of the details, like all of the interesting stuff you when you won't get anywhere else. And that's 
invaluable. <laughs> yeah. and, and so I, I got so much out of it. Um, you know, relevant stuff to my work that I would not get perhaps what? anywhere if I wasn't there in the labs. What are the some of the labs you went to? Oh, you know, it, the way the labs are organized, it's it's just a big open space with okay. like tables and engineers. So it, it's not like a, a separate thing. It's just you, you, you go to the right area and, 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 and that's it. But I, I definitely had questions about um, WebKit-related stuff and like some of the, the new like notifications and like, yeah, just all, all sorts of uh, stuff. Networking, watchOS. Um, I also so, been hanging out a lot around the Swift Labs, but not really with many questions, just, you know, trying to hang out with <laughs> Swift people. So you're saying that the lab is like one big room and there's like separate stations for each sort of like UI kit or design or animation or something like that, like different rooms or core location. Correct. Not rooms, but tables, Yeah. stations. Yeah, it's like on, on the ground floor where you have... Um, you know, the just tables and like lunch and like all sorts of other stuff. You just have this one big open area with lots and lots and lots of uh, tables and chairs. And, and the, the, they're just these like dividers. There are these different sections uh, for like, you know, different topics. Uh, but yeah, it, it's it's like essentially one one big place. So are the labs happening the whole time or are they like scheduled? Are they happening like the same time as sessions? How does that work? Yeah, they're happening all the, all the time, you know, the, the whole week, the whole day. Um, so you can kind of like pop in and out. Oh, yeah, 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 definitely. Uh, it's just that um, um, this, the, the labs like in, in like dif- different areas, they're, they are on a particular topic, right? And you have a general like UI kit, uh, questions or, or a swift question you can as you say pop in and out like all week long but if you have like more specific things uh there would be like a notifications lab a siri lab a security lab which would only happen you know for two hours on this one day or in two days i see okay okay so tell us um i think you kind of hinted at one sort of just now but tell us like a little anecdote from one of the uh the labs, the times you went there, anything interesting in uh, particular? Did you say you met the UI kit or some one of the engineers that broke your app with the release? Uh, it was not UI kit at all. I had oh, this okay. super, super, super weird problem that literally blocked me from updating my app on an app store for over a month. Wow. I guess I hit this super weird edge case okay. where I, just, <laughs> I would not pass app store validation. Weird. And so like I couldn't, I couldn't step forward and I couldn't go back. Oh <laughs> like, my gosh, that's I, weird. I couldn't do anything. Right. But your app was still live on the store. So people, I mean, I mean, people oh, were yeah. able to download the current version. Yeah, yeah. And okay. I, I could update it if I needed a hot fix, but I, I couldn't ship the new version, which had the new WatchOS 2 app. Okay. When I was switching from WatchOS 1 to WatchOS 2, like, <laughs> it's unbelievable. I... It, it, it's naming things. Naming things is hard. And I, I named my bundle ID for the watch app and the watch, you know, the WatchKit app and WatchKit extension wrong. And it worked with WatchKit 1. But on WatchOS 2, it would not pass validation. But you also cannot change it because I have already shipped it on the store. <laughs> and so weird. It, that's like super weird 
a super weird edge case, which it's like I got myself into it, but it's like a stupid mistake. And like no one could help me. Uh, the radar was like stuck for a long time. And it was only through like um, through developer relations, you know, from a contact from a friend of a friend to like get the developer relations people and got they like got it fixed somehow. And like in the labs, I find a guy which <laughs> I, I just overheard a conversation and I thought he might know what happened with it because I wanted okay. to make sure it doesn't happen again. And so okay. I explained to him all of the details about the situation and he's like, huh, I think I might have broke your app. <laughs> <laughs> and he explained that like I, I, I got the reason why they changed it. It's just that I was in this very weird edge case and it seems like if if the developer relations people got it fixed for me, I'm probably like this app is somehow kind of grandfathered in the system. It's kind of on some whitelist which says this app can do it even though it doesn't pass this weird validation. Wow, but you never really got a clear answer. No, but I, I, I have a pretty good sense of what happened and why. What's that like? Uh, you know, for instance, meeting this guy who apparently broke your app or just meeting these Apple developers from your perspective, what's that like? Is that, is it just like meeting any other de developer? Cause like for me, I feel like, wow, you are a developer at Apple. That seems like the pinnacle. <laughs> it's kind of weird because like those people have a lot of influence on, on your work, right? They, they, they make things possible and sometimes they break things, right? And they also have a lot of knowledge that you don't have and that few or, or like no one in the community has because like they, they they know the implementation, right? So it's kind of a weird experience, but you know, it's 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 fine. It's It hasn't been like too intimidating for me. Uh, it's just, again, you have to find the right... <laughs> oh, this is the worst. I'm sorry. That's okay. You just have to find the right person and ask the right questions, and you can get a lot of cool answers. That's super cool. I mean, I, I like that you pointed that out, that it's not too intimidating, because for me, I might fan out a little. I have a tendency to get really ex get really excited. And so, I mean, I can't imagine meeting, like, a uh, just any one of these engineers who, like you said, they know, like, the implementation details. And I don't know, they're, yeah, they're, like, working at Apple, which is obviously, like, a really rad company. And I don't know, that's really cool. Okay, so... You do dub dub. You go to the keynote. You go to the, some of the sessions. You go to the labs. Um, everyone, at least, you know, we we all, we all hear about the parties. I mean, we have parties for dub dub DC app, um, and everybody just talks about after you know after hours. Uh, what was that like for you? Did you participate at all? Did you go out at night, or did you go to dinner with anybody? Did you go to any parties, um, or what did you did you just go to your hotel room and like? just dig into your computer and learn about all this new stuff? I definitely participated in... <laughs> <laughs> good, good. I'm glad. Yeah. I, I, I don't remember the, the exact chronology because like there was a lot... Of, it was an intense week. I think yeah. on, on Tuesday, I, I didn't go to any... Like outside of Moscone because in Moscone, like actually a few people know about this, but there are these like get-togethers, which is like these you know, this additional things are just like a group of like people like interested in a particular topic and like Apple people also, uh, you know, interested in, in, in the topic and it's, it's a place where you can like 
you know, hang out and, and talk about it. And, uh, and I was there on Tuesday and I was tired. So I went to my hotel on Wednesday. Oh, and uh, on, on, on the Sunday before, uh, the keynote, uh, the WWDC started, I was on SF Mac Indie, which was cool. It's also happening every year, uh, like on the, literally on the other side of the, the street from Moosconi. Okay, that was cool. cool. Then there was, I think, the, the reveal party on Sunday. Then on Wednesday, I think I went to the workflow, like the workflow app uh, party at their oh, cool. office. Uh, and it was a lot of like, you know, it, it felt like half of the people I follow on Twitter, like all of the, you know, internet famous, um, you know, uh, you know, people, you know, from iOS community were there. So that was kind of cool to like meet all of them. Yeah. Uh, yeah, <laughs> and uh, yeah, uh, the Thursday ter- was was bash, uh, and then on Friday there was like nothing, which is kind of weird. But it seems like everyone would just fly home on Friday, so no one would make a meetup or a party on Friday. So that's kind okay. of okay. So a lot of the stuff is like happening early because the the event is over. There's like it's done Thursday, the bash, and then there's nothing. There's no sessions. There's nothing on Friday. Uh, no, oh no, uh, there are sessions and labs on on Friday. They oh, end okay. like an hour early, okay. but I uh, Fridays are less intense. Like a lot of kind of less um, popular, you know, less interesting, more kind of nerdy details or like less less important sessions were scheduled on Friday. And I know right. a lot of people were just not attending on Friday. They would fly home on Friday or just see half of the the day. Uh, on Friday and just fly home, so like nothing is happening on Friday, uh, and on Thursday is bash. So like there's a lot of like parties and things happening, but a lot uh, too much I think is is uh, is concentrated on on Tuesday and Wednesday. Okay, what was the bash like? That's so like Apple actually throws like a party like it's called bash. It's at Bill Graham this year. It's like uh, yeah, a concert, this year. right? Yeah, it, it's it's a it's like a rock concert. Okay, was it pretty cool, or did you go? Oh yeah, I, I did go, but you know, it's kind of not not my kind of thing. Um, right. The the part I I enjoyed the most is like this year they did something they haven't done before, which is before the rock concert there was this uh, this 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 DJ with his like uh, his you know all of his scratching skills and like electronic music, and I quite enjoyed that. Uh, and then the rock concert was like, yeah, it was okay. But I mean, I, I know a lot of people enjoyed it. It's just not not my kind of thing. You mentioned these like little get-togethers at Moscone. Uh, how do you hear about those? How do you find out about those? They are in, in the WWDC app. It's just people don't don't see them somehow. Oh, okay, cool. All right, but so that's sort of like a little hidden hidden gem. There might be like a little get-together on a topic you're really interested in, and that might be like more intimate. Oh yeah, totally. So for example. Uh, there was uh, an apps for the world um, uh, get together uh, where there's like all of the developer relations people from different regions. So you could go chat and like strike a conversation and get contacts with Apple developer relations people, which is quite useful probably. And also like get to know like more details about like, uh, you know, maybe more marketing your app to like different regions and like stuff like that. So that's kind of interesting. Or there was like a, a business and productivity get together and like like uh, anything you can think of there uh, like Slack like there were Slack people there and like 
you know, box people or or uh, th- there was the the founder of Omni Group, um, in the get together. So yeah, th- there are things like that. Did anyone try to recruit you? Uh, yes. <laughs> so I had a recruiter experience. I don't know. I might have mentioned it, but like it was my first recruiter experience, and I didn't realize like at least this recruiter, it was vicious. Like he was all lovey dovey until I didn't give him what he wanted. And then he was like mean, really mean. Um, but anyway, so what was that like? Were there a lot of people trying to recruit you or was it more just like, normal? no, 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 I, I didn't have that experience. Uh, but I think like, like twice. Uh, so for example, uh, once like I, I was, uh, in the labs, Trying to get all of the the details about this particular watch watch kit thing, I was like super frustrated with, and, and I would you know tell the the watch kit guy uh, about this this like crazy like uh, view model diffing thing I, I came up with to like uh, improve uh, performance of my app. And he was like, yeah, it's like he gave me some details, and, and he was like, or you could just join the team, and <laughs> so, it was, like, mo- <laughs> so it, it was more like a. Uh, you know, a, a suggestion, a, a a conversation thing, not 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 like someone yeah, would yeah. would try to like viciously recruit me. I I, right, I right. did not have that. Wait, so you had an Apple engineer like hint or suggest or encourage you to possibly join Apple? Yeah, more than once. Oh, that's awesome! That's really cool, man. Good for you. So, I don't know. I mean, I don't know what Europe <laughs> is like, but like I can to me, like I feel like. That could be a really cool place too. I mean, you're still young, uh, yeah. um, you know, um, but I, I can envision like retiring up there. It just seems like a nice place. And then that whole like spaceship uh, campus, that circle thing that they're building. Imagine like working there. Anyways. <laughs> yeah. Uh, you know, some like two years ago, I've only been to San Francisco and like I haven't seen many parts of San Francisco I've seen this year. And so like San Francisco is not, that awesome like as a city it's like when you are in the city center it's just like pretty awful right and <laughs> and like th- th- there's there's a lot of like not so such great things in san francisco but this year i i, I i've been to some of the like cooler nicer parts of uh san francisco and i've been to cupertino i was like yes this is the the california you know dream that i've seen in the movies and like yes this this cupertino thing it seems like a a nice, boring place you could retire in, like yeah, I would or totally like, do that. I, I guess, and I guess when I say retire, I also mean like raise a family. Yeah, maybe. Yeah. Okay, so anything stands out from any uh, parties in particular from the week? You said you went to Workflow. You said you went to um, a couple like um, off, you know, like other conferences. Like anything in particular that stood out in terms of maybe a party or like a particular event that was non, like not affiliated with Dub Dub. Anyone in particular? I guess one thing in particular I, w- I would mention is the Dub Dub DC hike, which happened on Sunday. Wow, the Sunday before or the yeah. Sunday after? Yeah, because it's 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 a different kind of thing, right? Like we all know the meetups that that happen uh, after WWDC on the week. You know, everyone knows those. There's a lot of things happening there, but the hike was cool. Like we uh, we would start in this like really nice place uh, at Land's End and just hike across like this this really beautiful stretch of of coast uh, up to 
the Golden Gate Bridge, and then and then uh, through the the, the 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 Bay Coast to Fisherman's Wharf. It's like <laughs> that was really cool, right? That was that was something different. That was like you could see places which are just like looked awesome and you know do something you know physically active and not just um you know uh sit around on conferences all day long and then drink beer well you said it was the sunday before so the correct okay cool who organizes that uh i think sam sophis uh organized uh, the the hike okay i'll have to get a link to that so we can yeah, so we can link to that dub dub DC hike. I'm gonna make a note of that. That sounds really cool. So how many people went to it? Was it like a small group? Was it a big group? It was a big group, but it, it really got spread out. You know, uh like like me and, and the Polish contingent we were like so slow taking so many pictures <laughs> that we just <laughs> fell completely behind like all of the hike. And and, and at some places which uh, you would really have to uh you know kind of climb up. Uh, you and you could see like a larger stretch of of the the whole, um, uh, you know, WWDC uh, hike. You could see like people are really spread out. But wow. I think there was, I don't know. It, it I think it was surely more than a hundred people. Wow! Wow! That's awesome. I feel like Gennady told me about the hike. Um, did you see him on the hike? I I'm not sure. Okay. Do you know Gennady? I'm not sure. Okay, okay. <laughs> did you use the yeah, did you use the parties for WWDC app? Yes. Okay, so yeah, you know he's the guy that made that. Ah, right. Oh, okay. Okay. Right, so I maybe, don't maybe, think I met him, but I'm terrible with names and faces, so I could have met him. Okay. Yeah, maybe you did. I think he might have went on that. So you guys could have been walking through the beautiful landscape together and not even know it. Yeah. Possible. <laughs> Quite possible. So is that a is that definitely something you'd recommend for someone? Um, like, do you think you'll go back next year to the WWDC hike? Uh, yeah, yeah, and <laughs> I would go to WWDC. Like, if if I have the opportunity, I would definitely come back. It's just like uh, one thing I, I would definitely say is you have to kind of be prepared for it. You have to take advantage of it. It's like. There's so many things happening. You'll always miss out on a lot. It's just there's too much happening during during this week and you have to pick and choose. But if it's like you come in just for the conference, uh, see through all of the sessions and come back home, you'll you know, it'll be kind of kind of cool the first time, but like not worth the money. And then it's like it's it's boring, right? Why do it? You can just watch the sessions at home. But if you really take advantage of it, you know, again, only watch the sessions you have to watch, spend as much time as possible in the labs, get as, as many answers as possible from the engineers, meet as many people as possible, and just, like, you're going to have such a blast on WWDC. That's awesome. So, let's see. When would you say is, like when someone is ready to go, like when should someone go? Um, I asked Gennady this uh, on the last episode, um, you know, because for me, for some reason, I never thought it was something that I should go to. Like it wasn't for me. But this year, uh, when it was announced, like the date, I realized I was like, yeah, I just always assumed it wasn't for me. Like I shouldn't go. Um, obviously, it's kind of expensive too. 
Um, but I was like, you know what? No, I'm going to go. This is like the thing I love to do. And this is like the place where everybody that feels the same way, like about, you know, about it is going to be there. So like I should go. Um, but like, what do you think? Like when, when is it, when does it make sense for someone to go? Uh, that, that's a really good question. Uh, I think like the cost plays a, a large role from my perspective. It's like if if you live in the Silicon Valley, like if you live in San Francisco, so you're already there and maybe you you work for a startup and make the Silicon Valley money, then you're going to WWC. Uh, it's It's like... It's a decision, right? But it's like, it's just a conference ticket and it's like a week, uh, you know, out of your, your life. But if you're coming all the way from, from Europe and you have to pay for the ticket and you have to pay for the travel and the hotel and everything else, which is like, if when I count up all of the costs, it's like, it's close to $5,000. That's a lot of wow. money, right? Wow. And, and like my, um, uh, you know, for, for me... You know, five thousand dollars is worth more for me than to someone who you know lives and earns money in Silicon Valley. So, right. so that's that's a, a big part of the equation, right? And it's, it's like if you are just a beginner, then I don't think it it makes sense to go to WWDC if it's if it's a large expense and a, a big effort, because I'm 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 not sure you would get out of it enough to be worth it right you know but if you if you are on, on on the level where you can really get a lot of value from 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 the labs that you couldn't get anywhere else then definitely go and it, again it, it also helps if you uh you know if 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 you know if you know someone uh who's also going to be on wwc because like if you don't know anyone it's it's kind of hard uh at least you know, from my perspective, to to just hang around with with people. But if you know someone, then it's kind of easier to to get to places and to meet a lot of new people, and then it's going to be like quite a blast. Right. Yeah, I can totally see that. All right. Yeah. Cool. Thank Thank you for sharing that. All right. So we're coming to the end of the episode, but I want to just talk briefly about some of the Swift announcements, or at least language. You know, Swift. Um, related announcements. I mean, Swift 3 is open, you know, we kind of know, we already know what's going on with it, but there were some API changes that we only became aware of at DubDub. For instance, the UI um, view, you know, animator property thing, I feel, I feel like UI, uh, UI kit animations, it's like going in a more Swifty way. Then you had um, Grand Central Dispatch, like the actual API um, syntax is like going in a more swifty way. I feel like there's a couple things like that. I just wanted to get your perspective if you had any opinion um, on that. Like, was that exciting for you? Did you like that? Was that welcome? Um, or were you surprised or maybe not surprised? I mean, again, I, I skipped all of the Swift sessions because I felt like, oh, I'm probably not going to learn much more, uh, you know, having, you know, followed more or less the, the development of, of Swift 3. Uh, and also, like when you say uh, Grand Central Dispatch, the, the, I, I believe this was also like known beforehand. Oh, uh, okay. But yeah, in general, like uh, I, I, I think the the same thing I, I said, um, you know, last time, which is uh, I like the changes. You know, I, I haven't, I haven't, 
uh, switched to it yet uh, at my work because I'm I'm still yet to release a a version uh, before it. So I have to like keep compatibility. So I'm really happy that Swift 2.3 is a thing and that I can like use the new Xcode without having to like change all of the code. But once I'm over with that and I can switch to Swift 3, um, this is going to be a bit painful. But I think it's going to be a good thing in the long run that um, the the whole language keeps get, getting better. Uh, the way Objective-C APIs are imported and expressed in Swift is is getting much, much swiftier. And like again, this, this will cause some pain, uh, but we'll look back on it and you know, we'll forget that that we had to to deal with these APIs as they looked in Objective C, and we'll see that oh, this this way is much better, especially if you're working with it in Swift. So, not not really many surprises um, for me, though. I, I, you know, a lot of people who have not been following it very closely <laughs> are going to be quite surprised when Swift Free comes out. But yeah, uh, it's it's a good thing but it will be uncomfortable. Uh, I just remembered something I wanted to ask. You said you were talking to the uh, one of the developers and you mentioned uh, like something about your view model or something like that. Um, so I'm assuming you're practicing MVVM in one of your applications. Um, and did he pick up on that? Did you guys talk about that at all? Because I feel like there's a lot of, you know, Apple says to do it a particular way, right? NBC and, and like, whatever they don't they don't necessarily force you to to do anything besides maybe M- mvc and then delegation um like was did you guys talk about that at all because like one of the things i thought was interesting is uh one of the sessions it was called like best practices modern apps or something like that uh the guy mentioned dependency injection i thought that was really interesting because i don't remember apple ever saying anything like that so i feel like i'm starting to hear them talk more and more about like for instance test-driven development and now um, they're mentioning dependency injection. And then you have Swift, which is like a language that can be written in a very functional way. Um, but then you hear a lot about like functional and you hear about reactive and MVVM, but it's not necessarily officially supported by Apple. Did you have a chance to like hear anything or talk to any of the Apple people about that stuff? Yeah, I have. So when I, I mentioned that, um, the, the the big part it were not the, the view models, but but the diffing part. And and like just to summarize, like the point is that updating the UI on the watch is very expensive, even even with WatchOS two and WatchOS three. And so I, I have this system where I, uh, I I I make I I have this diffing algorithm which finds the the smallest possible like difference between what's displayed now and what I want to display, so that I can like intelligently uh, push the updates uh, as cheaply as possible, uh, but without me having to do anything. Like it's all taken care of by the framework, right? So I, I can send you the link to, to the article. But I I, I show that to to the watch engineer and I'm kind of describing to him like uh, how I, how I do this, and I'm asking for his opinion about it. Like particularly, does he think it it still makes sense with WatchOS two and WatchOS three? And he's like, yeah, it's it's a, it's a good idea. Like, if 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 you if you want to deal with like the extra complexity of it, it's a good approach, right? And so I was really happy to hear that. Oh yeah, it's like even though they wouldn't necessarily, um, you know, 
out loud publicly during the the sessions encourage these these approaches which are are not like built into the the frameworks uh when you talk to the engineers one-on-one oftentimes they'll be like yeah it's it's a it's a good approach like you know just do it man Uh, all right cool and there's a a similar story when i was talking with uh the Xcode engineer who is presenting about the changes in provisioning right okay so i'm like asking him questions about like what change and long story short from my perspective nothing changed and so (laughs) i i I described to him um uh, my setup and like the the like the, the 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 setup I have to like automate provisioning and like the the, the scripts I have like it's, it's crazy setup I should write it up on on my blog and so I described this to him and he's like like again he's like yeah it's a good approach it's like <laughs> you know it, if 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 this works for you that's awesome right and, and again that was awesome to hear well, that's cool okay and so yeah go, go ahead yeah <laughs> it's a funny story before I I walked up to him. Uh, Felix Croza was just in wow. front of me and and he walked up to the guy and he starts asking him questions and after the second question uh the guy's like wait are you Felix wow <laughs> I was like yeah so yeah uh, they, they did have a conversation about provisioning <laughs> right because he does uh fast lane and like I mean Correct. that's a big that's a big tool uh for yeah I'm fast assuming lane, he- yeah fast lane has uh sci and the NAT, which which kind of deal with trying to automate provisioning, uh, and yeah, he, wait, he, so yeah, go ahead. No, go go ahead. Uh, so I thought they fixed provisioning or something like that. They had a big announcement, like we fixed provisioning. This button that says fix issue, like we fixed that. Which because yeah, they were like the this thing is supposed to solve. It was a funny joke. They're like this thing is supposed to solve the problem, yeah. but it actually creates a bigger <laughs> problem. And we they're like we fixed it. So, but you're saying from your perspective no, they didn't no, fix it. No. no, no, they did not fix it. I mean they 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 made the whole system better uh, because if you were using automatic provisioning, it works a bit better. And and the best part is that uh, it it's not a black box anymore when it, it doesn't work for some reason, you can see kind of a log which explains what this automated tool tried to do step by step. And so okay. you can figure out what went wrong when something goes wrong. I see, but okay. even though he didn't say it out loud during the session, he would admit that if you have a complex setup, if you have a lot of stuff and like uh, many people in your team and whatnot, if you, if you have a complex situation, uh, manual provisioning is still the way to go as I believe it, it was and was frustrated that it is this way. But that's also slightly better. There are a few like minor improvements and it's also explicit, right? When you explicitly say, I want manual provisioning, Exode will not mess with your stuff. And so it's better, not fixed. It's it's still fundamentally the same thing, just works in a way that's a bit less frustrating. Okay, all right, cool. So we are definitely at the end of this episode now. So let's just do two quick things. Yes. Um, o- overall, your experience at DubDub this year, up or down? Thumbs up, thumbs down? Uh, 10 out of 10. Nice. 10 out of 10. <laughs> Perfect performance. Great. Okay. And uh, do you think you'll go next year? If I have the opportunity, uh, if, if I can, can get the ticket, uh, yeah. Nice. Cool. I think I'm definitely going to try to go this coming year. Uh, whoever, you know, 
I'm going to make my employer pay for it. So, um, oh, I de- definitely, definitely. Want yeah, yeah. And I'm, I mean, I'm in Los Angeles, so like I have to go, yeah. but I could not go this year, even though I really wanted to, I didn't get a ticket, but I was thinking about going anyways, but I just couldn't, I got a new job, so I just couldn't take time off, but okay. So maybe we'll see each other next year. All right. The last thing, and you kind of already mentioned it, but I want to sort of have it here as this like little nugget at the end. Um, one, uh, piece of advice for people thinking, uh, thinking about going to to WWDC or people that are, I mean, yeah, like like when they go, what, what sort of, like if they're going to go, what should they sort of think? Like what's one piece of advice for someone going to Dub Dub? Um, you know, because it's, as you said, it's, it costs a lot of money. How can someone get like the most out of it if they're going? Prepare. Prepare. Uh, figure out what, what you want to do, what do you, what you want to see. See the sessions you have to see, see enough to be able to ask intelligent questions on the labs, go to the labs, spend a lot of time in the labs, ask questions, get answers. If you don't, try again, ask someone else the same questions, get answers, hang out with people, have fun. All right, cool. (laughs) Yeah. All right. So, Radic, thank you so much for coming on the show today and telling us about your story uh, about DubDub this year. I mean, you came all the way from Warsaw with the uh, Polish contingent. I love that. You went to SF uh, a couple days early. You stayed a couple days late. And um, I don't know, I can only imagine it must have been incredible. And uh, so, yeah, thank you so much for sharing that story with us. No problem. Thanks for, inv- for inviting me. I'm sorry about the, the audio thing. Oh, not at all, man. My pleasure. All right, I'll talk with you soon, okay? All right, have fun. And that's the show, ladies and gentlemen. I hope you enjoyed listening to the Swift Coders podcast. Feel free to share the show with a friend, leave a review on iTunes, or recommend us on Overcast. If you have any questions, comments, or just want to say hi, contact me on Twitter. Until next time, go swiftly, my friends.